the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. God made an awesome statement to us in the book of Isaiah about the power of His Word. God said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Unfortunately, many of us don't understand that that's not an automatic promise, but it's a conditional promise. It's conditional on our response to God's word. Yes, God's word could have accomplished everything that God sent it to do, but that's under the condition that we respond to it the way that God wants us to do. Because if we don't respond properly to it, it won't accomplish anything that he sent it to do for me and you. That's why it's so important that we ought to learn how to respond properly to God's word so we can accomplish all that it was sent to do in the lives of me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. So, God wants you to have fight a good fight, and he, which means you're going to win this fight. So, let's look at the life of Peter so we can begin to start learning some things about what he did to be able to deal with this concept and be able to then come back and tell us the fact that this is a good fight of faith. We're going to look at the life of Peter and some of the things that happened in Peter's life. So that through those things, we can begin to start seeing that from the outset all the way through his dealings with the Lord, it was a fight of faith. Let's start with the first one, Luke chapter five. Luke chapter five this is when he first met him. I mean, when Jesus first meets you, he starts pressuring you to do more and to receive more. And to be more, to do more, to receive more, and to be more. First time he met the brother, Luke chapter 5. It says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, speaking of Jesus, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret. So he was standing by the lake preaching his gospel. But folk was trying their best to get closer and closer to him because he was sharing with them a word that was like mind-boggling. It was like life-changing. See, the word of God is life-changing. The word of God is life-changing, which means every time that God gives you a word, he's trying to change your life. And he's not trying to make it worse. He's trying to make it better. See, a lot of people hear the word of God, and they start thinking that God's trying to take something away from them. No, he's trying to get something to you. He's trying to open up your limited thinking and allow you to step into things you could never step into before. Well, there was a bunch of folk around him, and they was pressing him, like, all on him. He like, dang, like, get up off a brother. Verse 2. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets. So they over on the side washing their nets, do de o you know. Verse 3, 
And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. Now, I like that firstly and stuff like that, because Jesus, you gotta understand, Jesus is like bold. He's like bold. Can you can you now, maybe 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 y'all ain't with me? He said the Bible said right there that he saw two ships over there. The men was over there washing their nets. Jesus got in the boat and then and impressed and impressed him and asked him to, you know, take me out so that I can be able to do this. I don't know. Maybe maybe your manners are different than mine. Maybe you start manners different than me. That's out of order in the natural. That's all out of order because you're supposed to walk over to me and ask me first. You don't get in my boat and then start asking me. Are you listening to me? Because when somebody get all up in your boat, that's like kind of demanding. You hear what I'm saying? And he jumped all in my man's boat and said, hey, hey, you, hey, come on, take me out into the water. I need to preach to these people. See, right off the bat, right off the bat, he's taking him past what his natural comfort level is. I don't know if I'm doing this right. See, it's one thing for somebody to call you up and say, could you take me someplace? How about this? Call you up and say, is it okay that I come over and get something to eat? Let's do that one. Call you up, say it's okay. Can I come over and get something to eat? You cooking? Did you cook? Yeah, you cooked. Okay. Is it okay if I come get something to eat? See, that's one thing. But folks just be showing up all uninvited. Didn't even knock. Stink came through the door. You come downstairs in your in your loungewear where you just thinking you're gonna chill for the day and you look up and they already in your crib. And they like, man, what took you so long? Come on, cook something. I'm hungry. That's kind of like pressing. And Jesus will press you. He'll get all up in the middle of your stuff and start asking questions later. So he went, got my man's boat, said, hey, hey, man, come on. Take me out here. He's like, man, I didn't like interview for this. I didn't like even ask to be involved in this. But Jesus has this interesting way of interrupting your life intruding all up in the middle of your life step all up in the middle of there and say come on do what I want you to do well here's an opportunity now now stop and think we know all of what happened in Peter's life after that what if Peter was saying no he said fool if you don't get out of my boat I'm going to hurt you (laughs) who you think you is stepping all up in people's boat I'm about to put a whooping on you and I ain't caught no fish either and I've been out all night, I ain't caught no fish. You're going to jump up in my boat, man, I hurt you. All of what we know about Peter and what happened with Peter and all the things we're going to talk about and all the other faith that, caught, that Peter caused in the middle of life would never have occurred if he didn't just say yes to the Lord right then. I said that to say you have no idea what's in store for you after you say yes when you think God is intruding in the midst of your life. When you think he's pressing you, good to see it. When you think when you when you think that he's he's stepping all up in the middle of uh, you're like asking you to do some stuff that you didn't plan to do, wasn't interested in doing, or wasn't on your agenda. You look at your little five year plan; it ain't in it ain't in there no kind of way. You can even extend it out to ten; it ain't in there no kind of way. I know what I'm talking about. Preacher was not in my plan. I didn't even know where the heck San Antonio was. All I knew was east side of Detroit. Are you listening to me? It was branching out a little bit there, but I I I didn't know nothing about none of this. I didn't know nothing about birth no babies. I didn't know nothing about none of this. I didn't know nothing about none of this. I, that preacher. 
pastor. <laughs> no, man. No, see that. <laughs> but God's got this way of stepping all up in the middle of your life. Because he'll start you off right off the bat in faith. That you got to just operate based upon what I say. Whether it makes sense to you, whether it don't make sense to you. He didn't explain to him the necessity of going out on the boat in order to be able to preach this gospel. He didn't explain to him, you know, the interworkings of the thing. Like a lot of us want all the understanding first and then we'll do what God said. No, he just stepped up and said, hey, man, come here, do what I want you to do. You'll see all in scripture. He will walk. You got to get to. He will walk up to disciples. They that's minding their own business, eating tuna fish sandwiches, ain't asking nobody nothing. Jesus walked by them and said, follow me. And then start walking. He's like, hey, 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 don't we get an introduction or nothing? Don't, don't and, I mean, isn't it supposed to, something else supposed to happen? God goes past all your thinking, all your reasoning, and he goes straight to you with a word that says, do what I tell you to do. Now the question is, what you gonna do? A lot of us are right there right now. God done interrupted our life with a word. And it ain't matching what our plan was. Not at all. But God said, what you going to do? Chapter 5. Got all in my man's boat. Told him what to do. All rude. Thrust out a little from the land. But I like that because it just says a little from the land. Which means that a lot of times we be thinking God's asking us so much. But all God actually asks us is do something little. Just do this. It's just a little bit. And he sat down and talked to people out of the ship. I like that. Which means that somewhere between a little from the land and and he sat down, Peter said yes. Somewhere between there, he said yes. Because Jesus sat down to teach him after they went out into the water. I like that. Because it doesn't say how he said yes. It doesn't say whether the yes was like a resounding, sure, Jesus, be glad to do it. In fact, I was kind of hoping you'd come over here. I wasn't doing nothing but washing nets, you know. Or then, by the way, he said, well, all right. Okay, let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Doesn't say how he said it. Because the question isn't how you say it. It's what do you say. And see, many of us have said yes to the will of God, all excited about it. Some of us have said yes to the will of God, initially confused about it. But God said, no, just say yes. So all I need you to do is just say yes and do what I tell you to do. And he did it because they out down from the land teaching and Jesus all out there in the boat teaching. Verse four. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, of course, we already know that the word name Simon means one who hears, one who hears. He said under the guy who hears, he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. He said, now go out there into the deep. Because you've done what I told you to do. See, every time you do what God tells you to do, it has great recompense of reward. God will pay you for doing what he said to do. Now, he did what he told him to do. He said, now go out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. And Simon answering him said unto him, Master, look, we've, we, we've toiled all night and have taken nothing. Stop. We've toiled all night and have taken nothing. God ain't asked him about his past. God ain't asked him about what he did before and what he tried before. God just told him what to do. Because, see, God's statement to you is not going to be based upon your past, what you experienced, what you dealt with before. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's just he's giving you an opportunity to step into something that's just past your natural thinking. But Peter went back, Simon went back to what he experienced before. He's like, man, 
First of all, I was here all night trying to catch some and I couldn't catch some. Well, why did he bring up the night part? Because in order, the best time for fishing in that way that they used to fish back in that day was at night because uh, it would be dark. The fish couldn't see the net. They saw the net. They swim away from the net. But now it's daytime, light going through the water. Now the fish can see the net. Fish ain't fools. They see a net. They getting up out of there. Why? Because they saw, they saw Finding Nemo. Praise God. And they know that if you don't get away from the net, you're going to end up in Australia, Sydney, Australia someplace. About to get jacked up by some little girl with braces. They already seen that. So fish smart. They didn't see that. They already know that. So they stay about far away from the net as they possibly can. So not only is he telling my man, go out there into the deep and catch something, but he also tell him to go out there in the daytime and drop your net when fish can see it. Now, in the natural, that don't make no sense. In the natural, that's crazy. And see, Pete's a professional fisherman. He got boats. Even though I've heard people say he's a successful fisherman, but I still ain't seen no place in there where he caught fish other than when Jesus told him what to do. <laughs> but I'm going to leave that one all alone. I know he got boats, though. But that don't mean he ain't got mortgages on them. Praise God. So I don't know. I don't say whether he's behind on his mortgage on them either. They don't say. But I just know, bro, man, was a fisherman, professional fisherman. Which means he has knowledge that already sits in his head, which tells him that's not the right thing to do. He's got knowledge that sits in his head, tells him that this isn't the right timing to do it. He has knowledge that sits in his head that says this is not going to work. This don't, it ain't working like this, Mike. It ain't working like this. And see, he could have accepted what God had to say, Jesus had to say at that point, or rejected it. He could say, yo, 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 check this out, man. You know, you, you know, you was preaching, you know. You guys go teaching. I learned a couple things, but you know, man, you stick to the preaching, I do the fishing. You ain't got no boat, you ain't got no nets. You ain't how much how much? You you ain't you that Joseph and Mary boy? If I need a stool made, I'll talk to you. Because they was carpenters. If you need if you need a stool made, I'll holler at you. If I got a door I need put up, window I need put in, something like that, a little drywall put up, I kinda like holler at you. But in terms of this fishing thing, I don't need you like talking to me about this because you don't know what you're talking about. He could have played him like that. But he said that he told him, Master, you got to get the inflection of this. He like, Master? Like, man, it's like, almost like funny. Lord will say stuff to you that's almost like funny. It's funny because you ain't in it. Are you listening to me? <laughs> like, Master? I remember what he told me. He said, quit your job. Bounce all your time to the ministry. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, hold up, Mac. I'm the last old wage earner in the family. I know you know everything, but I just kind of like want to run this past you just in case you didn't get the memo. I'm like the last wage earner in the family, man. I got three kids in private school. I got mortgages, man. I, got, I mean, because I had properties. Not a property. I had properties. I got mortgages. Come on, man. <laughs> Because God asks you something that's all past your thinking, your limited thinking. He'll, ta- he'll take you there every single time. You got to understand every door is at the end of a room or at the end of a building that allows you to go into an area that you weren't in when you was on this side of it. But he'll take you to your limitations. The question is, is will you see and open the door that he puts before you? He got a door before him to get paid. But in his mind, this is, this, this is a waste of time. This is crazy. 
He said, nevertheless, at that word, I'll let down the net. Net. Now look up before there. Jesus told him, let down your nets. But he looked at him. He said, man, oh, all right. I'll let down the net. Which means I, 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 ain't, I ain't all in. But I'll go ahead and do what you said. Because it's still a fight of faith. But I like what happened after that. Let's take a look. He told him nets. He dropped a net. Some of us don't do all of what God told us to do either. God say, I want you to go here and help this ministry. We'd be like, okay, I'm going to get two jobs, and then I'll help. God said, no, I said, go here, help this ministry. Does this make sense? God said, I said, quit your job, start that company. You're like, no, hold up, why don't you let me, you know, logic says, let me work the company long enough to be able to make some money on the company, get that built up. Once I make enough money, then I quit. God said, no, quit. We'd be like, oh, see, come on. And we'll put one foot in, one foot out. No, God wants you to put all of it in. But anyway, and Simon answered unto him and said, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, look, I'm going to operate according to thy word, thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, that is, let down the net after going out into the deep like he told them to, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. I mean, think about it. Fish is plural. Praise God. It's, a, it's so many fish, they say fish is. Praise God. And a great multitude of fishes. And their net break. Well, it wouldn't have broke if he'd have dropped all the nets like he told them to. Because, see, God will still bless you, but you won't be able to gain and attain all that it is he had store for you unless you do all of what he said. If God said nets, he said nets for a reason. If God said stay, stand still and see the salvation of God, he said it for a reason. Which means if you compromise, you will not see the full salvation of God. But you're going to get that watered-down version that you just got because of your watered-down faith. Are you listening to me? But if you're bold enough to step out in the fullness of what God said, God will give you the fullness of what he said. And he will come through for you. And, and, and look how much how many fish came. That they net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship. And they should come and help them. Which means that other folk got blessed because of their, his obedience. He said, and these are ones that Jesus didn't talk to, but they still got blessed because of that. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Look how many fish was in that one net. Look how many fish was in that one net. That two boats designed to carry fish began to sink. What the heck would have happened if he would have did all of what he told him to do? Notice each obedience to do what God said opens another door. Because he got in the boat and told the man, come on, let's go out in the water. He was obedient to do that. As a result of that, he said, now go out into the deep and let down your nets. He was obedient to do that. And then another one opens, opens up. Verse 8, and when Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, oh, I am a sinful man, oh, Lord. And he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of the fish with which they had taken. They was all tripping out over what had happened as a result of doing what God said. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Wait a minute, those are two different people that are authors of the Bible also. Which means that if he didn't do what he told them to do, there's two different authors of the Bible that never would have written their parts of the Bible also. We'd got, never got first St. John, first John, St. John, first John, second John, third John, um, Revelations. We'd have got none of that if he didn't do what he told him to do. And James, praise God. It says, well, there's not the same James, praise God, but it's another James. And Jesus said unto Simon, 
Fear not, for from henceforth thou shalt catch fish. Okay, just want to see if you're paying attention. Because he says you catch men. Because just because God blesses you in one area doesn't mean he needs you to stay in that area. Because many times he'll bless you in one area to open the door for you to step into the next thing that he has in store for you. And the next door that he was going to have open for him is that he'd now be able to catch men. He was inviting him to be part of his staff and operating the ministry with him. But he could have, once again, he got an opportunity to step before him. Step before him. Now, he ain't never preach, he ain't never talk. We're going to learn later that he's an unlearned fisherman, which means he didn't have no education, no education whatsoever. So, I mean, you know, who am I, I going to talk to? I ain't got no education. But Jesus invited him. Why? Because Jesus is just looking for somebody that will obey. God's not looking for the wise. He's not looking for the ones that think they know all that because you don't know what I know because I'm about to take you in an area you don't know nothing about. All I need is somebody that's obedient that's going to do what I say. That's all I need. And, of course, and when they had brought their ships at hand, at, at to land, they forsook all and followed him. What they do? They forsook all and followed him. I mean, they got a business. They forsook it. Follow him. They got all these fish. He forsook all. Just follow them. Well, now, the fish was used to be able to help finance his ability to be able to make the move. But at the exact same time, I mean, you're going to leave on your greatest success? Like, man, if I know I'm a fisherman. Look at all I caught. So I'm just going to stay in this line of business. No, God said, no, that your obedience and my ability to be able to pay you in that one opened the door for me to bring you into a whole new world, way past what you ever thought. I bet you when Pete was, was, went out fishing the night before, he had no idea that he was going to end the next day as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, working with, working with Jesus. Bet you he had no idea of that. But his obedience to do what God told him to do took him into a realm far past his thinking into a life that God had ordained him to operate in before the foundation of the earth, but he never was operating in, but he was out fishing, doing stuff he ain't got no business, coming home all smelly and stuff. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're getting the understanding of responding properly to God's Word. I hope even more that regardless of what you previously did, that you made up your mind to respond properly to God's Word from this time forward. Because it's our proper response to God's word that makes what God promised can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. Saying to God, let's respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we're having our Blessed Women of God Biannual Women's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith that began yesterday evening. Ladies, it's been all the way live. It's not too late for you to get in on the blessing. There'll be three sessions tomorrow. The first one beginning at 9.30 a.m. with the Blessed Women of God Breakfast. That's an all-you-can-eat breakfast prepared by the Brothers of Word of Faith just for you ladies. 
Then there will be another session at 12.30 p.m. and the closing session Saturday evening at 6.45 p.m. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Child care and VIP transportation services are provided at all the sessions at no charge. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to be blessed at the Blessed Women of God Women's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith SA. So ladies, come on through and bring some other sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did and they will too. I guarantee you that all of you will be blessed when you do. So come on and let God speak to you at the Blessed Women of God Women's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every child of God should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been such a tremendous blessing to us by writing words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. So, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial offerings to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked. He's going to do what he said that he'd do. That is, make sure that you reap the harvest from the seed sown by you. We thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 